Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to share the challenges and joys of the everyday neurodivergent life. Let's see how we can use our sensitivity and creativity to rediscover our magic. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 7, Episode 2. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. My name is Maria, and I love to share how creativity helps me in the day-to-day life. So the season is all about finding those small moments of clarity in which I work with the parts of me, aka my characters, to make sense of what is happening in our everyday life. So yeah, last year I spent the entire year writing stories about these fictional characters that represent the parts of me. If you're familiar with internal family systems theory, that's kind of what the inspiration for this was. And it was honestly the most healing and transformative experience I have had with my creativity. So if you are haven't heard these stories or about these characters, go back to season six. Um, they are awesome. <laughs> I seriously love these characters. So in today's episode, I... We will be talking about one particular character um, and we're going to learn how to love our fear. I am currently in the process of editing these stories and ensuring that they have a solid foundation and structure so that I can continue on my journey to hopefully get this book published one day. So I'm, I'm working really hard as much as I can in the little bits of chunks of time that I have. So yeah, it's been really, really interesting. Um, but enough about that. Let's, let's get to the good stuff. So have you ever had an opportunity to do something new or different and your mind began playing tricks on you? Perhaps a new job showed up or the idea to move somewhere else presented itself, or maybe it's less drastic than that and it's simply doing something by yourself that you haven't done in a while. And do you ever begin to panic about all the ways that this new thing could go wrong? Does your mind ever begin listing out all the reasons why this is a bad idea and why you shouldn't even try in the first place? Do you look at the evidence from the past and how you couldn't do this one thing or the way that everything went wrong before, so you try to convince yourself that you shouldn't do the thing that you actually want to do? Well, I have a story for that. Uh, This past weekend, I decided to go visit my sister. We had Um, plan to all go together and you know we take our kids and our dog and it's really fun but it's really really chaotic and so my husband suggested you know very kindly that maybe I should take a solo trip and just go by myself so I can enjoy my time with my sister Um, and even though we go quite often we you know we always have such a good time it's not like we have a bad time it's it's just Last month, last December was a little bit rough. The kids were both sick and I missed a ton of work and I was just dealing with a lot of like last minute stuff. Um, and it was fine. Like it was all good and everything worked out, but I, I've been honestly just pretty exhausted from that. And so that's my husband, you know, suggested that maybe I should take that trip by myself. And so, I debated in my head for about a week whether it would be a good idea or not. You know, what would it mean if I go? What would it mean if we all go? Like, how would that change things? How do I feel about it? And so 
I outweighed all the pros and cons and worked through all the what if scenarios. And I finally decided that, yes, I did want to take this trip by myself. You know, I wanted to hang out with my niece and my nephew without having the word mama in the background 1000 times per minute or having to manage the snacks or the food or the bedtimes or the getting up early or just the overstimulation that comes from being a parent. Um, we were talking about it in particular because I haven't really had time away from my youngest since I was pregnant with him, really. Um, you know, my mom will watch the kids here and there. And so I got breaks, just not like more than one night breaks. And so I sat down and listened to my body compass, you know, a tool that I learned to use in my life coach training. Woohoo! Um, just a little plug there. It's super life-changing. And so my body knew that I needed this break from the crazy routines of parenting young kids. And I said, yes, yes. I decided that I would go spend the weekend by myself with my sister and her family, you know, something that I had never done before. I had gone with the kids by myself and, you know, we spent a lot of time with my sister before we had kids, but this was the first time I would be going solo, um, you know, and ever really. So, it was also um, the first time that I would be spending that much time away from my youngest, who was born, you know, like right before the pandemic shut down in 2020. So I I thought maybe now was a good time to take a little break. And so I started off my drive super excited. I stopped at Dutch Bros and had three new books in my queue, you know, on my Audible account to listen to. I had a lineup of four different podcasts I wanted to ca catch up on and I was like super excited and the drive was <clears throat> going really well. Like I was really enjoying my time driving in peace and quiet and listening to whatever I want to listen to. Uh, but I realized that the closer I started to get to the mountains, um, there's like this windy road that we have to go through. Um, the more my anxiety sort of started to kick in, right? And before I knew it, I was running a long list of what ifs through my head. You know, what if the car breaks down? What if I run out of gas? What if the apocalypse starts now? What if the cell service goes out? What if I get in a car accident? What if my family gets in a car accident? What if something terrible happens and I'm so far away? What if my youngest gets a fever and then has a seizure? He has febrile seizures. So that's why that was in my mind. Um, what if my oldest breaks their leg because they jumped off the couch like we've told them a million times not to? You know, what if, what if, what if? So, I put out some I put on some music and a random playlist and just watched the sun begin to sit on my drive and the sky was filled with these light purples and pinks and the dark blue began to cast its shadow on the sky and the mountains felt like they got darker and darker as I approached them and oh man the moon how I love the moon. It was on its last day before the full moon. So you could see the tiniest of slivers shining brightly. And um, I love it when you can still see like the whole moon behind it. Like you can still see the shadow of it, but not, you know, there's like a tiny part that's still shining. Anyway, so I was blasting music and singing as loudly as I could. And I realized that what was happening was that Agar was having a hard time. He was scared of doing something new and different and was trying to help me out by pinpointing all of the horrible things that could happen. Um, there was something about driving into the mountains and seeing the beautiful colors in the sky and remembering just how a little under a year ago I was just to find out about who Agar was. And it made me have 
just so much compassion for that part of me. You know, I imagine him trying to take over the wheel of the car because there was so much danger out in the world and how he truly believed that he was helping me by, you know, trying to keep me safe by bringing all these fears up. Uh, I smiled as I continued to sing and just knew that all he needed was the reassurance that I could take care of us, even if something horrible did happen, that he wasn't alone and that he had a whole squad of characters to help out if we needed it. And so my body relaxed and soon enough, I got through the most challenging part of the drive for me, which is where the road is like, it's like super windy and it was getting darker and the curves can feel like really tricky, especially when there's, you know, big semi trucks driving kind of fast. And so as I reached the top of the mountain, I gasped at the sight of the bright red and orange on the horizon, you know, it, you couldn't see it when you're going through the mountain, but as soon as you reach the top, you could really see that breathtaking sunset. And I really wish I could have gotten a picture of it, but you know, I can't drive and take a picture at the same time. It's not safe. So I didn't. Instead, I just said out loud, see Agar, we would be missing out on all of this beauty if we live from a place of fear all the time. And Honestly, it was almost as if I could see him smirking at me, refusing to agree, but knowing that I was right. So why share this story with you? Uh, let's zoom out and get an eagle's eye view on this topic and find the magic of this everyday life moment. How does this story help us understand the way that fear plays into our lives? Well, first, I have to say that a lot of the fears we have are valid and stand on solid ground. You know, the fact that I'm nervous about seizures for my kid is a valid fear. That is a part of the reality that we have as a family. And that's okay to have that fear. I'm not saying like you can't have any fears and fear is bad. Like we're not saying that at all. It's, you know, admitting to myself and to AR, like that is a valid fear. That makes sense that I have that fear. Um, I noticed that the fear of the car breaking down was heightened because I saw cars pulled over on the side. So that also made sense. You know, of course, I'm going to think about that when I see cars off on the side. There were also other fears, you know, unspoken fears that Agar brought to me for, for me to look at that I hadn't quite processed. Maybe the surface level fears of someone getting hurt were there because I was actually more afraid of what this trip meant. And so... The more I processed on this drive and I acknowledged Agar and I admitted that, yes, the fear is there and I understand that these fears are valid. And so let's take a, a, a deeper look at these fear, fears, Agar. You know, like I sort of kind of coach myself through this moment. I realized that maybe I was exhausted and burnt out from parenting and that, you know, that is an honest start to this conversation. I had to just first admit that to myself but what I was leaving out by, you know, what I wasn't saying, I guess, is that I was also feeling guilty and afraid that by me admitting that I wanted to go away by myself, that made me a bad mother. You know, like, what does it mean? What was I making it mean if I said, I really need a break from my kids? You know, that may, maybe my children would feel abandoned by me or that they would feel hurt that I needed space away from them. Um, those were the fears that I hadn't really acknowledge. And I was just trying to, you know, say, no, no, everything's fine. It's fine. Like actually looking at it. Right. So I zoomed out and I was like, okay, Agar, what are the other fears that I'm not acknowledging here? And so Agar gave me the opportunity to take a close look at where these fears were coming from. And 
had I tried to ignore him or shunned him from showing up, then I would have never been able to admit all of this to myself. And I think that the magic of the everyday life happens when we say yes to the opportunity of taking a closer look at the darker parts of ourselves, the parts that scare us into thinking that maybe we are wrong for being who we are. You know, the fear itself is not the problem. We want Agar to stick around, and I'll have another story for you about this particular scenario, but for now, you know, um, just knowing that fear does keep us safe and that we do need Agar to be there because we can't just go through life like not paying attention to things that are actually unsafe. But we do not want Agar to be fighting with us for the wheel and turning the car around because we are afraid. And to go even deeper, you know, we have to ask ourselves, like, what am I making this mean? We have to admit that when Agar is making our lives harder by helping us come up with stories that make the other characters go into their overdrive modes as well. So if taking this trip meant that I am a bad mother who abandons her children, then my other parts will also feel the pressure to take over and that's where we run into problems. The magic happened and by magic, I mean the way I was able to see the beauty of nature and truly appreciate it in that moment. It only happened when I could see Agar and love him. When we can look fear in the eye and hold our ground by saying, no, thank you, Agar. I am in the driver's seat right now. We are okay in this moment. Then we can clear the way for the beauty. So how does this, how does this land with you? You know, how does this story land with you? In what way does Agar or whoever the part that represents fear for you show up in your life? Um, if you remember the story of Agar, there are different modes that our nervous system goes into when we were dealing with fear. Sometimes it goes into fight or flight where we might pick a fight with a spouse because we are afraid or we avoid by going out shopping instead of having a hard conversation. Perhaps you might go into freeze mode, which, you know, when you sort of just collapse and can't do anything, but not the outside, you know, but on the outside, it might look like you're just being calm and peaceful, but really you're just sort of like frozen. Uh, maybe it's even the fawn response where you decide to go along with what others want because you're afraid of going after what you actually want. So there's, you know, fear kind of makes us go into these different modes and, and just sort of understanding that, that agar is trying to protect us and that we, you know, our nervous system is so smart. It tries to keep us safe and that that's its main reason for acting that way, you know? Um, honestly, it would have been much easier for me in the moment to say that we should just go on the trip as a family. You know, I would have avoided all the discomfort that came from dealing with Agar as he started his shenanigans of, um, you know, what ifing the crap out of me for an entire week and during the drive and all of that. As you kind of think about this story and how sweet little Agar was like, what if, and then listed 10,000 things, um, think about how can you take a closer look at the fear in your life and allow space for compassion and understanding, you know, a place where you can say, it's okay, little one, like I've got this. Um, fear is, you know, we can't shame it. We can't yell at it. We can't make it like go do whatever we want it to do, we have to acknowledge it and try to understand it in a way that makes us feel safe yet doesn't hold us back. So I invite you to go through this week and investigate, you know, get curious about how Agar is trying to take over the car, you know, how can you acknowledge him and continue on this drive in the journey of life long enough to get to the top of the mountain and see the beautiful sunsets and the new moons and 
all of that that is full of magic and wonder. You know, how can you take a step back and ask yourself, oh, is this fear showing up for a reason? What is the underlying fear underneath all this? If you are having a hard time doing something new or making a decision or, you know, doing what you actually want to do, asking yourself, what what story am I giving this? What am I making this mean? And give yourself the opportunity to really appreciate that little creature that's just trying to keep you safe because that's all that fear is. Fear is just a little fox in the woods who wants to make sure that you're safe and they're going to do everything in their power to keep you out of danger. And the majority of the time in today's world, I would argue that Agar doesn't know what danger is. You know, what, what is actually dangerous? A drive through the mountains is not necessarily dangerous on its own, but the stories I added to it made it feel very dangerous. So I invite you to just kind of take a closer look at your fear, see if you can meet your inner agar and um, show him some love and understanding and see what he can teach you. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, I'm going to keep just using my moments where I'm meeting these characters to share with you um, what I'm learning and invite you to go on this journey with me because I think that is part of being a human being is all of us coming together and really just sharing um, our process and our journeys together and if my agar can help your little agar (laughs) keep saying the word agar a lot um if my AR can help your agar, then, you know, our, all of our little foxes can just be scared together and have fear show up and it's going to be okay. Um, and in those moments where it doesn't feel like it, just take a deep breath, wait for that sunset, look up at the sky and just know that eventually things will be okay again. So wherever you are in your journey, thank you so much for stopping here. Uh, I will be back next week with another episode, with another life lesson, moments of clarity with these characters. Uh, I'm still going to continue to edit these stories. I'm halfway done with the book I'm working through um, for my editing and restructuring of the stories. And I'm so excited. I'm just like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's totally worth it. So anyways, thank you so much for being here. And I will talk to you next week. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.